Saturday, May 20th, 11.09 p.m. British Standard Time, and we're back with episode 39 of 909 Podcast. I'm your host, AJ, and he's your other host, Rikadi, and yeah, 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 yeah. Greetings. When was the last episode we did? At least like three weeks ago or something. Who knows? Uh... When did when was the last one? Like yeah, April twenty third. Like April? Is that even? Wow. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, we've both been bogged down with exams and stuff. But uh, we're. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm already. Three to the other side, I'm like in the promised land. I don't know about you. You're mostly in the promised land. Uh, yeah. I mean, since May eleventh, I've been pretty done but uh, i mean i i didn't really study very hard for if you could even call them my exams this year it was three one-day practicals each practical was about half an hour and they released what was on the practical the night before so you just kind of rehearse it on the morning of and then do it it sounds like a joke uh, yeah and it was pass fail so but do you have anything left uh, I have my convocation, but no, <laughs> okay, yeah. no actual like assignments or anything. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I'm done my undergrad degree. I'm probably record time. I wonder graduate. if anyone else. I don't know anybody our age. Yeah, the others. Who you know, are I also would. I I've thought a lot about this, and uh four years would have been nice if I was anywhere but St. Andrews like I think another year in St. Andrews and I would have either gone crazy or driven my liver to cirrhosis well or so so now now that it's been I mean now that you're all the way on the other side of where you were looking forward in grade 12 what what do you think how do you what are your what's your what's your review well, I mean Good choice, bad choice. <laughs> good question. I, good school. Yeah, so I think like going into St. Andrews, a lot of what I wanted was like misguided. I wanted to be like the big name on campus, like going to all the sickest parties, like doing like having all these crazy experiences, and like uh, even like with academics, like I was like I want to be the first in my class. I want to like get the highest grades and do this and that and like I think when you just build yourself up to have all these like intense goals and like set these like immense expectations you inevitably feel shitty and then like a small failure causes you to become resentful and uh and then that kind of you breed some like uh antisocial or non-goal-seeking behavior and it does spiral a bit so i think the biggest thing i've learned is to just be measured and tempered in what i i want um 
Interesting. Like now, if you ask me what I would be happy with, I'd be happy with like good friends, like a, a good home, and like decent grades. Okay. Yeah, you know, I always felt mm. when people talk like I feel like I heard people talk like that when I was in high school. I'm like, these people are just like dumb and resigned to it or something. Like I would just I had some some sort of thought along those lines, and uh, where it's like, come on. I, like I remember one time I visited school in. This is like U of T when I was in grade 12, just to like sit in on some classes. And I was like, why is no one sitting in the front row? Like, it just seems like a trivial thing that you could be doing. And is everyone just resigned? And everyone's just talking about their shitty grades and seems to be doing everything last minute or whatever. And it's like, why is everyone so resigned to being shitty? But yeah, I guess there's more to it. I feel like I got, I got that pretty quickly. Yeah, that's always, for me at least, what I've experienced with an, almost any institution that I've joined. Like, y- you really can't be an individual because just the culture of years past and like the culture of those around you uh, becomes super dominant. And if you try to kind of be an individual, it's it's so nice to think like, oh yeah, I'll be myself, I'll be my own person. Uh, but the reality is that like most people don't either don't like or don't get along with things who are different and so if you decide to be this unique quirky individual uh you'll end up kind of feeling you'll feel like a lot of people don't get you at least that's my experience and like you'll want to just be normal uh another piece of advice that a lot of people gave was like oh just be yourself uh (laughs) which to me, to me, when I first came to uni, I was like, well, if, if I'm just myself, everyone will hate me because, like, I just like to sit on the couch and drink beer and play video games and, like, make negative comments uh, and judge people. So, but, but the reality is, like, if you try to put on this facade and be this, like, cool, outgoing, funny person, like, eventually you're going to burn out and eventually it's not sustainable. And, yeah, <laughs> may as well just accept that fear that maybe no one will like you for who you are and get over it I feel like people don't mind other people who sit on the couch and talk shit about people that's like a lot of people I know so I feel like you found yourself a nice group there that shares the same interests of I don't know sitting on couches and watching crappy Netflix yeah. TV and like yeah well that that's a big thing because you know UTS our high school is like a pressure cooker and mm-hmm. A lot of the people that we know would be like appalled like a lot of my our close friends at uts would be like appalled to see what i do on a daily basis <laughs> like just because they're very like health conscious and go-getters and why wouldn't you be making the most out of every moment of your life but the reality is like i don't know that you, you shouldn't judge people for having a different lifestyle and i don't know i go back happy. i go back and forth on this to be honest i Hmm. like yeah on the one hand yeah you want it you're supposed to have a good time as well but i feel like it's a little bit too easy on yourself still um to completely kind of give into it and say otherwise i would just burn out i feel like that's too easy uh and too a bit too self-forgiving um and i feel like you, you you probably feel this like somewhere deep down as well that's like I don't know it's 
I, I yeah, I think it feels I think that's too self-forgiving and I think sometimes you should be because if you I don't know if you burn out from this is this is your life you can do whatever you want with it but like it seems like you should I I feel like I feel like that's being too easy on that's being too easy on myself and I get annoyed at myself when I get too much like that and and when I and sort of like buying into my I, I try not to sort of fully buy into my own bullshit of like I think I'm doing this just. I actually sort of thought this through and this is what's long-term best for me. I'm, it's easy to go down that line too, but I think it's too easy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll cut you off and say that I was not very careful with my words there. I don't think you should just, you know, rot on a couch, but what I'd like to hone in on is what you said where you get mad at yourself for doing that. Like, and, and, I, and first year especially, I would feel the exact same way. I, if I had a day where I was just, like watching Netflix and like chilling in my bed, I would feel horrible about it. I would be so mad at myself. I would be like, why aren't you maximizing your potential? Why aren't you networking? Why aren't you just doing things for the sake of doing them? Which is, I think, something that was beat into us at UTS. Like you should be involved in everything and every moment of your day should be filled with productive mm -hmm. things. Uh, else you're wasting your potential and disappointing you know i think though even if you're and, even if you're watching netflix you should just you should be i feel like even if if, if that's if that's what you want to do you should be going in on that too though you should like not necessarily be <laughs> just kind of half-assedly watching it i think uh or lately i've been feeling that even with with what i watch it feels like the uh, why well i'm you know maybe it actually kind of circles back on itself because i would say I enjoy it the most when I do that, but that's kind of then, that's the same thing. That's that's just ultimately doing what I'm maximally enjoying at that moment. But uh, I think maybe, or maybe I've just trained myself to feel that way now, but like I feel, I feel best when I'm doing it in that way more so than watching just like pulp or whatever the word is. I think that's what pulp is. In the sense of like- But, yeah. so I, I think, uh this is an argument that myriad parents have with their children where parents say, well, you, you know, you shouldn't be sitting around playing video games all day. You should go out and exercise and use your mind and play outside and whatever. Uh, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Like obviously to a point you'll need to, you know, gain skills and survive. But once you have enough money or enough of a life to survive, why wouldn't you like, cause that's the thing. So, on the side, I am doing my course. I'm doing everything in my course to get good yeah. grades and have good marks. So in my free time, why do I need to spend that doing extracurriculars and achieving things and winning awards? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. when when I could, when I would be much happier, uh, sitting on a couch playing video games with right. my friends. I don't know. You know, I I'm, I definitely I go back and forth on this a lot, but sometimes I feel like. Uh, I'll, I'll cut you off and, and turn this back on you because you're someone who has said to me that you would be happy eating food that is like only 10% as enjoyable as like the most enjoyable foods, right? And if right. your theory is that you should maximize your enjoyment from everything, then I would say that you should be putting as much time and effort into making 100% food as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, Do you get what I'm, yeah, saying? I'm, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying I'm conflicted about this. I'm saying I right. I definitely can't do it. I I definitely don't feel 
like there's no kind of conscious in me that's like you I don't know I don't owe it to anybody don't owe it to myself right it's not nothing like that about like I should reach my potential or whatever um because ultimately yeah my life is like for me but at the same time I don't know I do I I mean it's I think I'm doing what feels good and it but that's just kind of what I've trained myself to feel uh to to feel good about doing which is sort of what's I've I've tried probably over time just tried to align that with long-term goals but like I'm I'm conflicted about it. I I definitely I definitely have times where I feel like yeah, fuck it, I'm happy doing what I'm doing, and like I'm also like achieving well at it by like any measure, and uh, and so like go bother someone else with your with your overachieving bullshit. But um, yeah, type A. But at the same time, other yeah, I I, I I really flip on this. I feel like there's there's a point yeah, on either side. Like, again, you're very. Da- adept with your words because i'd say that we're all conflicted uh and the reason i'm speaking so strongly about one side of the issue is because i think i feel myself well because i'm starting at like med school next year in a new place and like i can feel myself already being like okay you got to join this club Mm -hmm. you got to like make sure all of your time is spent doing electives Mm -hmm. and you got to like make friends and do this and that and i just really don't want to like end up in a situation where I spend my whole first year serving other people and doing things that I don't genuinely want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm almost saying this aloud as like a reminder to myself right, next right. year that like, yeah, like, you know, just enjoy yourself. yourself more just like to yeah to to I, I guess I'll leave it at that to yeah to change your own to change your own personality because you're like I think you logically sort of reason it out I think my personality would be better in this way and I think that's a perfectly reasonable conclusion to draw it's like I don't think that I'm currently perfect and I think there are ways in which I could be better but 
it does take a conscious effort to shift that. How how much success have you found in trying to actually change your own personality? Uh, so I'd say there are kind of two layers to my personality or everyone's personality. So there's one, there's one layer that I call kind of the show. Uh, and that's what you show to other people, whether it's in your friends or in the workplace setting. And so for me, I, I think I've had, uh, quite a bit of success in changing that especially over the last three years because I've gotten to I've been exposed to this whole novel culture uh, and these people who are completely different and I've gotten to see like I've gotten to see people who would not have previously met my definition of socially fluent but are incredibly like amazing social animals so I'm talking like they're not going to be the center of attention. They're not going to always make you laugh. They're not going to make you feel like warm and fuzzy and happy inside. But these people have like elements of, of witty banter and uh, amazing listening skills and question asking. And so I think that just like adding those onto my existing repertoire of uh, personality traits helps me with that show. And I'd say that I'm pretty successful, especially when I'm here at like picking things up and then eventually when I move to a new place, I think it'll, it'll change and adapt. And the, the deeper personalities is the one that like, I think we all are trying to change and, and it, I, I, I wouldn't say that I've really been able to change much of it. And that's like morals, uh, work ethic desires. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like impulses mm -hmm. and, impulse control um because even if i find that even if i am able to change it temporarily for a, a, a period of like two months uh eventually i find myself back on the path towards like who i truly am or or even regressing hmm. yeah do you uh do you ever find it do you find that happiness is ever a bad thing bad thing like yeah like what what is it it's all it almost sounds like an oxymoron i don't know you have to explain that some more <laughs> well i think that like happiness breeds complacence okay. and like when you're complacent you stop working and struggling and like you become kind of cocky and arrogant and think that you're able to handle things that you're not mm -hmm. yeah It does, it does, but Full at the stop. same time, like, yeah. that's literally, if that's not what it's all about, then, like, what is it all about? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, like, long term, it's like, you should be, ar arrogance comes from, you know, you get, you get away with, from getting away with things, like, you can do this, and it'll never actually come back to bite you, and that almost is, like, a way of measuring world being like the world around you being kind of like favorable like you're like you can the fact that you can have certain things or things kind of like atrophy the way that like the way that you know people that like humanity's calligraphy skills have atrophied since the printing press it's kind of like where <laughs> in a sense it's like arrogance as you know we've become complacent 
we no longer do calligraphy, but it's like we've it it's all atrophied out of lack of use. So when things atrophy, there is like some sort of reason for it. I think it's I'm I mean I'm I think I'm I think I'm pretty arrogant though. So what makes you think that? I mean I I do kind of think I'm better than people sometimes. Like <laughs> I in what does better mean? More like hey, better in like the in the maybe not in like the, the spiritual existential sense, but like in the I think in like the competence sense, at least when it comes to like my work and stuff, I think I'm a bit arrogant with regards to that. Um, which is surprising because I've worked around people who like totally should be humbling, but haven't really been hit with as much of a dose of that as like people seem to describe all the time. Um, and uh, yeah, but uh, at the same time, what do you think would be a humbling experience for you? What? What do you think would be a humbling experience for you? That's a good question. Um, okay, you know what, what? What? Where it comes from for me is because it feels like. So I've had now, yeah, this is sort of my third workplace, and like every single time, and even even with school as well, where it's like I get in. I've been in a few a few environments like these where it feels like going into it, everyone's like. Okay, you thought you were smart up until now. Now come here. You're gonna you're gonna be right. surrounded by all these people who are like that, and you're no you're no longer gonna feel that. And like you've gotten used to excelling because it was just high school and it was training wheels are on, or you got used to excelling at this place, at like this work because it wasn't as competitive. But like you know, you'll go to Google and everyone's like that. And you know, I keep I keep going to these places and not feeling it. And 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 you know it's i keep uh, it's and it's i think where it comes from is it's misleading because like i keep doing it means i've done it whatever four times or three times depending what you count um but now like i didn't i really didn't get a dose of that at google last summer and but that's i think i very well just got lucky and like happened to be in particularly sort of unintimidating for my skill set teams or something like that but like I think I would, yeah, what would, what would be humbling to answer the question is, is if I actually had that experience that people always talk about when it comes to like, like with my program in engineering science or like with or where I go and like actually am feeling dumb. And I still haven't mm. really had too much of that, to be honest. Um, still don't. And, you know, I think like I, I, I don't think that I'm not I'm not saying this with like, you know, smiling down at myself and saying this is like. You're an arrogant piece of shit, and like you just don't know how much worse than other people you are. Uh, and that's why you think you're better than other people. But yeah, I need. I, I. I. I don't. I think I'm overdue for something like that. That was confusing. There are people that you respect, though, like, um, both within Google and like in your greater friend group. Uh. Like especially like you respect their intelligence. I say that you as a person respect intelligence more than uh, social skills. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd say so. I think in general, yeah, I think kind of what I aspired to as a kid, sort of like what I want to be as a person is smart more than like 
anything. So, yeah, I would say so. I'd say that's fair. And so, I guess, like, just having that baseline level of respect for people means that you're not, like, a horribly arrogant person, right? It means that you have a level of humility. Yeah, I mean, but I can I can respect other people without... And also respect myself even more. <laughs> I think that's that's where that's where it comes back. I mean, that's where I have some kind of like bit of conscious conscience. It's like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or even when like uh, where I've seen arrogance, where I've seen arrogance go wrong is, is with surgeons and like they have kind of the same what you're saying. Like they think that they're the smartest people in the room they're, they're god's gift to humanity but when faced with someone who could potentially be smarter uh more socially adequate or even as you say better than them yeah, uh, yeah i use it loosely they respond to that they respond to that with like hatred and disgust mm -hmm. and like shit talking which is uh, a defense so mechanism that, right it's that's that's yeah course. in my direction so thankful for that it's such a blessing yeah turn every situation into heaven yeah oh, oh you are my sunrise on the darkest day got me feeling some kind of way make me want to savor every moment slowly slowly you fit me telling me love how you put it on got the only key know how to turn it on the way you never on my ear the only words i want to hear baby take it slow so we can last long tú, tú eres el imán y yo soy el metal me voy acercando y voy armando el plan solo con pensarlo se acelera el pulso oh yeah ya ya me está gustando más de lo normal todo mi sentido va pidiendo más esto hay que tomarlo sin ningún apuro so so I have a friend who, uh, I've known him since first year. He's a really smart guy. I thought he was really cool at first, got to know him better. It turns out he's a bit of a, a snake in that he'll put himself before other people. He'll, he'll kind of make situations bad for you. He'll spread rumors and stuff. And that's fine. I, 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 I learned that about him and he kind of settled in my social ranking as someone who I like, someone who I will be friends with, but I'll never be like a very close friend with him. And lately, uh, he's been talking a lot about a certain interest of mine. And every time I see him, he'll be like, oh, I was just doing this the other day. Like, let's call it, let's say playing Settlers of Catan. Mm -hmm. uh, every time I see him, he'll be like, oh, I wish I was playing Settlers of Catan right now. I love playing Settlers of Catan. And I mean, I'm not going to hate the guy for it. He's talking about something I'm genuinely interested in, and I have no reason to believe he's lying. So every time he does it, I'll be like, yeah, man, I love that game. I love to play Settlers of Catan. Um, and so I have another friend who's kind of like less, uh, I don't know, less has this characteristic. And he said, when I told him about this, he was like, oh, yeah, like he's just adapting his chat to you. He just knows that you do this and you like this and he's adapting it to you. And he said it with such disgust that I was kind of forced to question like, well, first of all, he probably is doing that, but second of all, everyone does that. So should I hate him just because he's better at doing it than most other people? 
uh, and so I guess this this applies to the broader thing that we have expressed dis dislike about like people who are socially fake kind of uh, I mean everything on some level is a show it is all fake to some level like no one shows their true selves so why should we dislike someone who's more fake or generates more like fake happiness in those interactions no what I would say though uh, one thing one thing with what you just said though where you say you'd say that he's better at it um, and where like because he's because he's being clearly I think I think I think to be better at it would be actually to if you were actually really good at it you know it wouldn't be detectable right like like the best actor is one that doesn't mm. look like they're acting right and um, so so I would say it yeah being more fake comes off as or being actually more fake being good at being fake actually comes off as being less fake. Uh, that's maybe a thing to aspire to. I suppose my comparison, I guess, would be someone whose opening line to me would be, oh, yeah, so how's your night? Or, oh, yeah, so what did you get up to last night? Like, what club did you go to? Where did you go out last night? Which is, like, which is a good opening for 95% of people. This guy actually, like, cares. Like, that's the thing. He cares to make the effort to adapt his chat to my interests so uh so my dilemma is almost what should i uh what should i prefer the fact that he is making the effort to be fake enough to make me like mm -hmm. him right. or someone who doesn't put any effort in and treats me just like any other person you know mm -hmm. and so that was a thought of yeah i could see the conflict there last. um Right, because yeah, it ultimately does come back to it's like this person wants you to like them, and they want to demonstrate to you their. They want to demonstrate to you the fact that one, they remember the fact that you have interest in settlers of Catan, and two, that they also share this interest, which they're maybe playing up, but. Uh, um, you know it. Depends. I think it has to go deeper for it to be interesting. It has to be like you have to get more into the specifics of it with them. Or like it has to be if you're if you you have to be more to them than just like their friend who they tell talk about how much they like this thing with because then it's just they they they'll it, it, it feels very insincere and playing with like playing with it. I think there's a way to do it and like show genuine common interest and like adapt to people that doesn't necessarily that doesn't necessarily come with like fakeness as you would call it which is like yeah deeper uh, interests uh and like more kind of richer um like actually discussing beyond sort of doing something for the sake of telling people about doing it after it's like the the, the cooler thing would be if you I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but I feel like it would be, the, no, cool the cool thing would be to cool find out that you happen to both like If he was genuinely like interested in, yeah, if he was like actually interested in Settlers of Catan and not like feigning an interest for my benefit. Um, and, and because I've had some shadowing experience, I can kind of, I've kind of realized that so much of being a junior doctor and a resident is 
talking to your preceptor surgeon and just listening and feigning an interest and sucking up and being like blatantly fake and like I don't know and and you're absolutely right like the, those who are the best are those who you can't even tell they're being fake until after they leave and you're talking to them one-on-one and you're like wow this guy is like playing the surgeon right. yeah where they just like um, take the mask off or they're like ah, I hate that guy <laughs> you're like whoa and <laughs> yeah <laughs> or even like more scary they say to you yeah it's all about like reading social cues and acting on them and I'm like damn I didn't know that you were being fake this whole time like I, yeah. I missed all those social exactly cues. Yeah, yeah yeah that's me <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I've had I've had three dinners now in the last week with like kind of formal dinners with uh Sam was like uh grandparents and I, I'm pretty good at the opening like I'm good at asking them a question that gets them talking but once they get talking they get talking about like some shit that I just cannot bring myself to care about and like I don't want to interrupt because interrupting is rude so there's not really much like banter it's just me listening to them and being like oh yeah cool cool and I can just like feel myself being like this like suck up and like I know that that's not the kind of relationship I want to have but at the same time I also want to like leave a good impression and I know that if I was like as crass as I Mm. I would usually be like around my own family they they might not appreciate it as much Um, I don't know what to do in those situations yeah 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 it's all it's all a web that will slowly untangle exactly yeah that that stuff over time becomes much better but like feel like you can like for instance i'm starting to feel this with music that there's like i feel less and less that there's actually bad music out there even even like the poppiest basicest whatever hmm. lilist yadiest crap i think there's still as long as there's like some substance there there's always something like the point is that there's something to like bite into um and there's no objectivity between behind it being to, yeah, I don't know, to call one thing better than another there's no like space in which they exist that you can actually be comparing them or whatever like i'm kind of i'm kind of this kind of this kind of sounds this kind of sounds long-winded from what you're from what you're just talking about but like the connection is that i don't know there's if if there's something there's no there's nothing that's like that can be i think of complete disinterest to you because you can at most you can at least at the very most like revel in how uninteresting it is like you can there's there's like some substance there that some you could i don't know you could make a joke about it like you could you could as in make fun of it there's there's as long as there's a substance there you can like you know look at it examine it and like think about it um at least that's the way i kind of like force myself to actually be interested in stuff rather than just sort of faking it um because i feel like i feel like it's doable for everything though mm. i feel like over time i i feel like if you listen to if you listen to a song 10 times any song you with an open enough mind you can be getting into that song and you can like have parts that you'll like more than other parts and you can like be into it and I think the same could be true
Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. So take the photographs and still frames in your mind Hanging on a shelf in good health and good time Tattoos of memories and dead skin on trial For what it's worth, it was worth all the while It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life Oh, crap. Um, it's a good question. Uh, it's possible that he just released his album that I mentioned already this time, which would be a kind of... He did release something called Never Left. Yeah, he did. He did officially dropped an album hmm. uh, just yesterday called Never Left, and the album cover is a picture of him when he was a wee lad, a, little, a small hmm. pupper. Um... <laughs> Standing next to a sign <laughs> somewhere in California, looking <laughs> angry um, by himself. <laughs> Looks like a selfie that that he took, but like pre-selfie era, <laughs> back when he was still an angry person. Um, I mean, that's pretty factual. Let's see what he. Let's see how many tracks. Wow, sixteen tracks, including Mount Cushmore, and Mount Cushmore. and. Um, Back in the days, spelled B A C C, in four twenty four twenty blaze up is yeah, it's a great one. <laughs> sure, it's a. How did he miss the the song is four minutes and twenty five seconds. How did he miss the opportunity? That's what upsets me. <laughs> four minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah, nice. his fifteenth studio album. Never, never mm. left. Wow. Uh, Impressive. Congrats. Congratulations Calvin to Calvin Brodus Jr. Yeah. The second. Well then. We'll have to wait and see. What well, do you think you'd listen to it? You know what I might I might give it some give it some spins on the old MP3 mm. machine. Um <laughs> What's there to lose? I have a lot of time to listen to music these days, so I'm really right while you're coding. Yeah. Um, although I find it a little bit hard to listen to things with words, but uh, yeah, but I don't know. I can I can tune out some stuff pretty well. I'll try it. I'll try. It. I also have times of my day where I'm like somewhat half locked and uh, can can just listen to four twenty blaze up. Cool. <laughs> um. Snoop Dogg. I mean, I was just rewatching the episodes of Trailer Park Boys where he comes on and literally plays like Snoop Dogg, and 
they're having like financial troubles on the order of like two thousand dollars and they're just like stressed out the entire plot of the whole season is like them trying to like do all these illegal things to get two thousand dollars and at the end they like blow it all and lose it and then they like tell snoop dogg and snoop dogg's like shit man two g's ain't nothing to a gangster and he pulls out his wallet just like gives him two thousand dollars and then leaves <laughs> and that's that's the end of his performance it's pretty good wait what's the deal with that show is it like is it real what's real there hey man what's the deal with that show uh nah it's like a it's filmed in like mockumentary style right, i think right. Um, probably stupid for believing it's like the office real of course it's not like they're it's a <laughs> massive shit they probably they're probably yeah but i can't imagine those guys like on the red carpet <laughs> it's it's really weird seeing some of their live shows because like they'll literally go to a city and do like an hour-long live show on stage and it'll be like all the characters on a stage that's uh, weird which because like you know imagining them outside of sunnyville trailer park is like quite a bit of Wait, the place it, is called Sunnyvale? It's quite a bit to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, Sunnyville. Sunnyville or Sunnyvale? Sunnyvale. Wow, that's like... That's the town next to me. The town next, the town next door is cool. called... Uh, the town next door to Mountain View is called Sunnyvale. Cool story. Uh, one of the richest okay, places in... the episode. One of the richest places in the world, I think. <laughs> One of the most thoroughly gentrified places. Uh, fun fact to end the episode. Uh, in Britain, sour Skittles are different. They don't actually have sour powder. They're just inherently sour. Like they're lemon-infused uh, or something? Yeah. Uh, which is weird because, like, you know that that's some, like, chemical that you don't really want to be eating. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine the powder is all that much better, though. Yeah, the powder just fucking roasts like your <laughs> roof of your mouth and like shreds them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, on that note, yeah. do you have any? Yeah, do you have anything to say? <sighs> Sunny California. It's uh, it's pretty nice here. It's warmer than last year down in the valley. Uh, hmm. I'm jealous. Yeah, I don't know. Stay, stay, stay sober. Stay fruity. Stay, stay sour. <laughs> Stay naturally sour, inherently sour. Hmm. Uh, I'll have no problem. <laughs> All right, later.